As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Um, we're doing coffee talk before the coffee here. That's not good. So, coffee hi. Talk. Welcome to Weekly Heroics, uh, Two True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV or the big screen. The big screen. Yep, yeah, we're cheating again, and uh, we decided we have to cover uh, Spider-Man Homecoming because fuck yeah, America yeah. or whatever, or Spidey. But Spidey, fuck yeah. Not? You know, we, we broke broke our, our, our vow, our one rule. Uh, it's bad. Tonight you're going to break your one rule. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Heath. This show will not be going back and doing the Nolan Batmans, though. I, we're going to state that right now. I'd um, be happy to do the first two. Yeah, and then ditto. You want to just you know, have me making fun of something for the third one, sure. Yeah, if we get bored enough and we run out of superhero shit, to, TV shit to cover, yeah, right. Um, we'll consider it but uh tonight it's all fucking spidey back in the mcu i'm scott mcgregor by the way one half of binge storm um and the other half here is hair metal hero and we're i'm, I'm chris tyler the hair metal hero the other half of binge storm thwip, 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 thwip. yep which you know is almost a, a dc yeah <laughs> today we're, we're something else we have to be someone else something else i want to be peter parker <laughs> uh, sure uh yeah i do too um or even tony stark in this because i enjoyed him more than i thought i would but i actually that's true you know actually i'd rather be the waiter that's hitting on aunt may Yes. Yeah. Sure. Just you know. Hey. Um. I. I. You know. I watched. Uh, rewatched the wrestler in preparation for this show to to make an even more awkward experience uh, seeing a hot anime. That, that time when Whiplash was banging on me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> it's all connected, man. It's all um, connected. Him and his bird. Uh. Never Wait, mind. Oh, that got dark fast. And it's a Spidey cast, so it shouldn't get dark, because Spidey is definitely a joyful superhero, uh, you know, from from way back, old school, as they say. But uh, he's he's back in, in new school now. So, yeah, so we are gonna we are gonna be talking about homecoming. Is there any news we want to talk about first? That some stuff has happened. Uh, <laughs> yes, it has. I mean, we just we made a hero before this. We're just talking about, and I don't know if I, I don't want to like say the spoilers for that on here, but we'll just say there's some shit coming. There's some shit coming. But the big D twenty three expo was was this weekend. Yeah, I gotta expect that uh, trailers and footage will be leaked or put up soon. I'm hoping. <laughs> Leak it! Leak it already! My well, body. I, I didn't even go looking yet because they're usually pretty shitty anyway, and then we probably shouldn't support that kind of thing. I guess. I suck it to my veins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and it's so much nicer when they finally just give up. The only good thing about leaks is that the, that Marvel eventually, be, you know, is like, all right, fuck it, just release it, you know, in high def for everyone to watch. <laughs> So yeah, there were there Infinity War stuff, and I'm sure there was Black Panther stuff. I only mostly read. Uh, no, uh, the same in the Black Panther and Thor stuff for Comic Con next weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Focused on uh, Wrinkle in Time, Star Wars, and Avengers. Infinity War, yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, even uh, we were just talking about Wrinkle in Time that, that Bear's talking about. And I've already kind of expressed some fears about it. The trailer looked good, you know, just top-notch special effects, which is a good thing for a, a wacky science fiction film as this will be. The book was pretty wacky. I read it when I was really young. I'm sure you did, too. And it was like, oh, yeah. whoa. You know, I was like, thank you, God, for giving me teachers that will let me read weird shit like this. And, and they're probably, you know... That's one of the novels in my past that's probably directly responsible for my love of science fiction and stuff, and you know, for good or ill, depending on who you ask. Um, but it, Oprah Winfrey's in it. I mean, he's got a stellar cast. Chris Pine plays Dad, and uh, I uh, some unknowns to me at least are playing the young actors. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Mindy Kaling and uh, I didn't. I don't even know who the other. I know who the other. Two of the Mindy, three women. Mindy are. Kaling, Oprah Winfrey, and I can't remember who the last one. <sighs> Somebody pretty big, I thought. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just, I have a crush on Mindy Kaling, so <laughs> seeing her all gussied up for the movie, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, and my only fear already, just from that trailer, just do a quick little you know, concern troll thing is uh that, I, that the movie shouldn't be about dad you know so i'm worried that chris pine being the leading man he is that we're gonna like you know we've decided to expand uh, the, the father's story and see what he's doing while meg and charles are are off trying to save him uh, that's a big mistake in my opinion but uh, who knows well you know? who knows it's it's worked with like american gods which is totally apples and oranges but i mean they've expanded certain characters on there that has actually enriched the story but it can also be done very badly because it's supposed to be meg's story and charles's story well well we'll see we'll see that was the first trailer they gotta get the idea out there you know? oh that'll get me in the so. seats i mean it's i think it is like the first big screen adaptation correct yeah I so, I mean, so they've done some pretty adequate tv ones in the past and that one a few years ago which was really good um but yeah it, it's great i mean even like the 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 flawed I still loved it, but like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, the BBC ones. Years. No, those were great, but no, the big movie that came out. I liked the movie too. It was it was a little different, but every version of the Hitchhikers, the radio play, the novel, the BBC adaptation, they've all been different. Right, but so. they they still have had the the Douglas spirit in there, the Douglas yep. Adams spirit, you know, and and even the Lord of the Rings it, movies like that, man. If you're going to do an ad- adaptation of such a cherished book. You have to have enough of the spirit in it, so it kind of drives people to go find those books. That's the best case scenario of of big movies like that. So if this yeah. points some youngsters in in the direction of actually reading, um, you know, the Wrinkle in Time books, you know, actually yeah. there's a whole series of, this, of yeah, three of them. Yeah, um, was it uh, Wrinkle in yeah. Time, Wind in the Trees, and Hole in the Door? Very good. Those I three. think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, no, those eluded me, but. It's been a lot of time since I've read them, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind. That's the kind of stuff that if you if you got a kid that's interested in that fantasy, those are the perfect kind of kids' fantasy books to give them. Yeah. Along with you know, like the Harry Potter books and the Hobbit, Just plunk them down and say, "Here, read." Yeah, yeah, and, and there's nothing better to do sometimes, you know, than than show them a movie first because I've been inspired to read a lot of books from movies, so I'm a believer in it. But yeah. why, why are we talking about books? This is a fucking comic podcast. Let's talk, talk, so, talk about funny let's books. Talk about like yeah, the Infinity War type funny books that uh, we don't want to spoil much 
just that they they somebody posted a description of the footage they were showing it. If you're interested enough, you can track down what's in the footage. Yeah, all it's on Iron Nine Gizmodo, which I don't like to give them too many props lately because they. It's all over on, YouTube. The st- whoever, pick your favorite internet YouTube guy. Yeah. They're they're covering it too. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> it just sounds like I mean, even you know, since MCU started, my brain's been in a constant cycle of I can't believe I'm seeing this on the big screen, but this is just going to, like, I I really think I should probably have a doctor present when I see this movie. (laughs) For either my synapses in my brain just short-circuiting or my heart going, because I just can't believe we're going to see some of the shit that was described already in this footage. And let's just say it's going to be, it's war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like it's going to be epic. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Um, so whoever, whoever thought that, that Brand from the Goonies would end up being the baddest mofo in the Marvel Universe? I know. I'm sure Brand thought so. but Yeah. <laughs> Not back then. No. Yeah, but hey, yeah, it's going to be damn. Just damn. I'm sure. And I don't know. Can they pull it off? It's it's going to be like the. I trust it. I trust Feige's decision making, and I yeah. trust the Russo's decision making. So well, if it's, I, I mean, they're going to have to just do it like, yeah, it's war, and they're just going to have to keep basically cutting to the different battles for two and a half hours, and um, my body is fucking ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tons of bad guys. This is going to be good. But yeah. on with uh, on with the spider antics. Um, yeah. Wow, man. Um, so it's about a week after seeing this. Now, you know, Honeywell went, uh, you know, like uh, the Monday after it opened, and um, my expectations were pretty good because I'd read a lot of good stuff, and we knew that uh, the MCU had its fingers in it, and the footages looked good. If if a little too much in the trailers, I kind of wish I I could still stop. Yeah, I think they trailers. cut. I still think they kept all the high spots out of the trailers, so a lot I, of them, yeah. But I and and they did a nice job of like shuffling them. So I mean, where you f- might think that stuff happens from the trailer, it it doesn't. They do a, a good job of kind of uh, a little misdirection on when the events actually happen. I thought, but yeah. But enough about the trailers, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's um, a, it's a week out. Um, I make no bones. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. Uh, growing up, my comic book reading was Spider-Man and Archie Comics, like I've mentioned several times. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends was my crash course in the Marvel Universe. And uh, I have been a lifelong fan ever since. My my uncle still calls me Spidey. Like, that's how much I love Spider-Man. Like, Christmas one year, I wanted Spider-Man boots. <laughs> I was given red galoshes that my sister had taken and painted the webbing design on. I didn't find that out until I was older, obviously. But they were Spider-Man boots, goddammit, and I got them. Uh, so it's he's been one of my absolute favorite fictional characters. My, my inspiration in a lot of ways. Uh, every yeah, I just I love the character so much, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> my my Spidey experience is I don't think I mean obviously I think it was probably the cartoon on TV first to be honest with you. Um, as I've said before, I just never 
had like a steady stream of comics in my life. I did, but they were random and you know what I what looked pretty on the shelf when you know the rack when the parents were taking me to the store that had a rack. Um, so I never like early on at least never collected Spidey comics per se, but when I was really young, either like through school book club or something, I just found myself in a bookstore. I had gotten like these two little volumes of the first, I think probably like 12 Spidey comics ever. So, I mean, they were just nice. like little, little paperbacks, but the, you know, the whole comics essentially. So it was like, yeah, issues one through 12. So like I, I got those all at once. And so just consumed the, the very origins of our, our web friend, uh, our web slinging friend that should be. And in the 60s cartoon that I thought was current when I was watching it in the 70s, but of course it wasn't. It was still on in the 80s when I was watching it, too. Yeah, 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 me too. Well, I was probably like, yeah, late 70s, early 80s that I I discovered that and and loved it. Cheesy as... Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was just bizarro, too. So it was was good (laughs) stuff. And I have watched a, a lot of the iterations of him animated over the years on TV just to check out. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, was I was loving that when, you know, that first hit TV because that had Iceman because I was always yep. an X-Men guy. And, and, and Firestar. Firestar, who was, you know, hot redhead in the freaking onesie. I defer, so. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I think <laughs> the first time I ever consciously recall getting a boner was to Firestar. <laughs> Firestar? So. Yeah, it's hard to my life, it My me. lifelong love of gingers might, might begin with Firestar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... Uh, yeah, it's hard to nail down for me, but it was probably some scantily clad genre actress or cartoon. <laughs> Could have been a cartoon. Could have been Super Friends. Who knows? Uh, it was. It may have been Wonder Woman. It's really hard to nail down. But And I, I have read other Spidey comics over the years, mostly in like the 80s and 90s, I would think. Um, like I think I started buying it. A while after Secret Wars and the Black Suit, and um, you know, I bought, I did buy Craven's. Uh, that's Todd. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. That was that was a pivotal story in my my young life reading Spider Man. I actually had a bunch of uh, a couple of Spidey. Well, I had a couple of, like uh, Power Records Spidey stories. There was a couple of those that were pretty cool. <laughs> nice. And I had a couple, like, giant size edition that would, like, post, you know, uh, you know, reprint a couple issues, you know, several issues in one of the yeah. big, big fucking comic books you used to get. Yeah. Giant size man thing, Spider-Man thing. <laughs> editions. That I, yeah. I, I still have a couple laying around here, and it was, like, best of battles versus the best of his villains, so you always got... You know, that, that's why the, how I always bought comic stuff. It's like compilations, and you know, I never had enough to actually, you know, collect a title I wanted to follow you know, until I became an adult and started earning some money. So, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to Homecoming. Um, yeah. So <laughs> finally, Spider-Man gets to get pulled into the MCU fold. Yeah. Um, um, so, thank so God. I thought his initial introduction in Civil War was was a lot better than I expected. I was one of those oh. people that kind of feared him being in Civil War because I did not. I've been. I, I love Spider Man so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care if he's in for two seconds. 
put him in. Right. Well, no, I was afraid he'd be in for too long, if anything, and, and I thought it was perfect, the amount, and how they brought him in, and, and just the dynamic oh, yeah. between yep. him and Tony. I'm getting a little Iron Man fatigue, I've said that too, and I was a little worried about him being in this one, but this is all Spidey's movie, you know? Or yes, it is. It does start It's not out, even Spidey's movie, it's Peter's movie. Yeah. And they, I think they're wise in the way they started off with, like, basically a flashback to his his point of view from Civil War. It was just like, oh, this yeah. is so awesome. And, uh, yeah, I still am a little on the fence about whether I, I, I like that Stark contributes to so much of his, his technology and everything. But we'll talk about that a little later. I have a couple points. But overall, it was just, yeah, I mean... I guess I've usurped your uh, five minutes here, but we... No, no, that's all right. I, it's, um... It, it, I felt mean, right, like, it felt like Ditko Spidey, you know. It, it did. It felt like... It's just, like, that's kind of the bottom line for me. And I know, I, hear, see, I see people online complaining it didn't feel like a Spider-Man movie. I'm like, what friggin' version of Spider-Man are you reading that doesn't feel like a Spider-Man movie? Well, okay, right. so they, yeah. they changed a couple of characters around, like Aunt May and Flash Thompson... But it's that old Parker luck, man. He can't win for can't win for losing. You know, like he, everything about it is so early Spider Man. Yeah, and it's and everything and the whole friggin' movie takes place in like a week, and it's all in high school. Yeah, like he says in Civil War, he says that whatever happened to him six months ago, right? So we figure he got bit by the spider freshman year. Yeah, right. Because homecoming is usually in the fall. So this would be the fall of his sophomore year. He's yeah. he's a sophomore. He's like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, which is pretty it's much like, exactly how the comics started, yeah. And it's like I was so thankful. And I know Tom Holland is, you know, he's hitting like 20 or 21 now, but he still looks like he's 15. Yeah. It's, and, and I love the Raimi Spider-Man movies yeah. with all my heart. And with all their flaws, um, but Tobey Maguire never passed for a friggin' even even for an eighteen year old. And, I you know, disagree. So. I, I think he sold it fairly well in the in the first one. You know, and they luckily maybe they spent a little too much time there. Uh, he looked like he was about forty five by the time the end of the third one, <laughs> end of the third one rolled around. Face, I don't know. You know um, I have very few problems with the first two Raimi films. Um, they just they felt good. Oh yeah, me. I don't I don't have too many problems with them either. I I absolutely adore them. Um, I never thought I was ever going to get that. Yeah. Having said that, you know we've been spoiled now. Um, I never thought now that we'd get a teenage Spidey the whole movie that really feels like a a issue of a a sixties Ditko Lee yeah. comic. Well, I never thought we'd see him fight the vulture either, and I never. And it's an awesome way. I, I didn't even know I wanted that vulture. really, but yeah, it was. Oh my yeah. god, is it an awesome version of the vulture? Everything about the the change that they made there for this universe is so good. It, it fits and kills it in this. Yeah, it fits in perfectly, and they and they actually start the movie with him, not not yeah. necessarily Spidey, which I thought was great. Um, and yeah, they they. It, it is all connected. It gets a little clunky at times, but it's nice that they still... It's a little clunky, but it's... I mean, the, with these movies, their heart is always in the right place, and they do want to try to bring you along for that big extended universe ride. Yeah. So I'm totally, totally cool with it. Um, man, I, it's like... Everything, everything about this... The fact that... Okay, 
There's no Mary Jane in the movie, but I mean, all right, we'll get to that. Yeah. There's no Harry Osborn. There's no Green Goblin. He's not working at the Daily Bugle yet. Yeah. It's like, thank God, yeah. you know, like you can take some time and let this thing breathe. It's, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just the fact it, it just it, it felt like it felt like a high school movie too. I know the the John Hughes comparisons are out there. Oh, they're Race. huge. Yeah. What, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a Spider Man movie, that's the template to crib off of. Well, you know what's perfect about that? Yeah, you're right, and and that's what made it still work for. I think our generation, because honestly, I mean, I I was a little kind of. I don't know what a fucking high school kid is and looks like in 2017. I don't have children. So I, I know. Just, I went to private you know, high school. It was very different than mo- probably most people's high yeah. school experience. I, I mean, kind of the, the basic archetypes are always there as far as, you know, the jock, the nerd. And, yeah. Know, except, like, even the, the jock is – there's ner- jock of the nerds in this one instead of yeah, well, straight-out jock. Yeah, um, well, they're doing, like, the, the midtown magnet high school in this one where everybody's – pretty smart right yeah it's basically so it's a science high school yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like the, literally <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah like this version of flash thompson i thought it was perfectly appropriate yeah. instead of a 15 year old kid that wants to whoop peter's ass yeah he's just going to be the 15 year old kid that's going to be like i'm rich i'm good looking i get the girls i got the car uh-huh. and penis pack is right down there yeah yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I was totally okay with that. It's, yeah, uh, and they could have just as easily gone the you know the sports jock stereotype. And you know and what? The Here's the thing: in but, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, they wasted Flash Thompson. He's in like two scenes. Yeah, right. In the Mark Webb Spider-Man movies, they wasted Flash Thompson. He's in like two scenes. So uh, clearly, the focus is not going to be using that particular. Ex- ro- expanded roster of the secondary characters, right? Yeah. If, if they were, you know, because really the only thing you can do with Flash Thompson is you can have him want to beat the crap out of Peter, and then he's a Spider-Man fan, and that's pretty much it unless you have Peter reveal to him that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's like if you're not going to focus on that and you're not going to do that, then you can just keep him one of those background characters. It's fine. But it always enriches the story, and even moving forward, if you've already built up these characters and made them more organic you know, part of the storyline... You know, not just throwing him in because that's where Flash Thompson's supposed to go in Peter's story. Um, Yeah, then it's so much... The the stakes are always higher, and then you buy the narrative decisions later if they decide to bring him back in and do more with him. So, yeah. And the stakes are definitely more personal in this one than they are in in most of the other MCU films. It's not an end-of-the-world deal and it shouldn't be it's spider-man like yes does he sometimes get roped into these giant things but yes but he's also in way over his head when that happens yeah this is this is what is what does a high school kid have to deal with when he has all these powers and he wants to do the right thing and he tries to do too much because it's the right thing that's what makes spider-man awesome it's like yes he's in over his head most of the time anyway but he still does the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And it's, man, that the scene where he's got the building covering him yeah. 
all I could think of is when he's stuck in. I can't even remember what issue it is. It is a, it is a Lee Ditko issue. It's after the Master Planner, aka Doctor Octopus, has beat the bag out of him, mm-hmm. and he's got all the machinery on him, and he's just. It's like pages of him just trying to break free, and I'm like, this is totally Spider Man. Yeah, like, that was like the sweetest. Yeah, part of that was one of my favorite scenes too. Because they like never really. Adaptations where he has to psych himself up and be like, "I have to do this. I have to do." It. Yeah, that made my friggin' day. Like that, ah, uh, it just gave me the warm and fuzzies. That scene, well, yeah, because Peter Parker's his his struggle should be, you know, as Peter and Spider Man is his his self esteem and his confidence, and like he. When he's got the suit on, he has self esteem and confidence. Yeah. When he's Peter Parker, he's Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And so to see kind of the the melding of that and him, Peter Parker Parker having to basically summon Spider Man in that moment is yeah, yeah is really good. <laughs> I thought that was I I loved it. I mean, like Tom Holland nails it. Mm-hmm. The filmmakers nail it. I it was so uh, that was a huge fist pump moment for me yeah, watching that. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 and like the whole, <laughs> and like the whole movie was. Um, you, you had mentioned, you know, the, uh, you know, the the whole Iron Man giving him the suit. Well, there's a reason why that particular stuff doesn't really work with Spider-Man, and right. we get and we get it. It's like, yeah, is it cute that the suit's talking to him? Yeah, but it's every time he tries to do something with it. You know, should I activate instant kill mode? No. Should I activate advanced interrogation mode? It just doesn't, like, that's not what Spider-Man is. Yeah, and I think I said early on, uh, and before I saw the movie, that that was my fear, but it definitely addressed all that. But that's to prove the point that he doesn't need all that stuff. He knows well enough, just by virtue of him being a good kid, that he doesn't need all that. He's actually smart enough to figure out a lot of that stuff himself anyway, and, and the thing is that the suit was yeah. the suit was kind of set up with, you know, that was Tony Stark's programming. It's like this Iron Man could have used that suit you know, without a problem, but Peter doesn't know that shit. Yeah. Thus the training he, wheels, but I mean, Peter didn't have time for all that shit. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was actually Ned. Ned should have like probably kept his mouth shut. Ned is... <laughs> I am so glad they gave Peter a friend that's not Harry Osborn, yeah, that knows yeah, the indeed. secret and is probably more excited about it than Peter is. Right. Like that to me is that is that is every one of us. If if our best friend came to us and said, "Hey, um, I have superpowers," you'd be like, you, "We would all be Ned." I'd I'd still like to think that's one of my only nitpicks with the movie is just a little how over the top they. They played up his, you know, and just asking him all these questions flat out, you know, loudly out loud in the middle of the high school. I'd like to think if one of my friends was Spider-Man that I at least have the wherewithal to, to realize I probably shouldn't talk about it in public with him. Ned, but Ned, <laughs> Ned's also a 15-year-old boy who just found out that his best friend is Spider-Man. Yeah, but if you're already if you're already living in a world of Avengers and, and you're a comic books fan... But he'll never... But Ned will yeah. never see the Avengers. Ned yeah. sees Peter every day. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose I'd probably be pretty starstruck, too, but... Uh... 
Yeah. Asking, told, you know, yeah. asking him specific Spider-Man related questions right in, in the and it, Well, that's area. also for the audience's benefit, too, because <laughs> yeah. there are some people who, like, if you're like a five or six-year-old kid, this might be your first Spider-Man movie. Right, yeah, yeah. And you're getting, you know, what can he do and what can he not do out of yeah, the way. It is, it is a great way to do exposition, yeah, no doubt. I just thought, you know, they could have uh, it could have been in Peter's room instead of maybe at the cafeteria with three people sitting around him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't bother me. That's just one of the gimmies yeah. you got to give a movie. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. two characters are having a private conversation that no one else can hear. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Well, but, the uh, other, other gimme, I'm, I'm going to address it right now if we're talking about gimmies, that I guess we have to give this movie is the time frame, and, and you, I know you say it shouldn't matter, but Marvel MCU, at least, has been pretty strict about the timeline of its movies. Yeah, it's each year is each year. Yeah, yeah. and this one fucks with that a little, because we're meant to believe that Toombs basically starts his little uh, alien tech scavenging enterprise, you know, right after the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and then he gets deposed by damage control and decides to become evil scavenger guy. Um, and then the, we flashed eight years later, but the Avengers, according to MCU timeline was pretty much 2012 and yeah, civil war, you know, the Feige was saying, or at least we, there are actually clues in each movie and what year, you know, they take place in, um, and civil war was presumably 2016, 2017. And so we almost should be in like 2020 if eight years from Avengers. Well, maybe they've slid the time scale up a little bit, so I, it, it, it's irrelevant. All and, and honestly, <laughs> all they would have to do is go back and change that to six years later right. on the title card. Yeah. So that's just a flub. Like you can't. I guess it could stress be. over. That. I, I re- watched a video almost right before this. Uh, the guy that actually had a couple theories about it, and one was, and this may who knows. One was that maybe Doctor Strange is fucking with time, you know, kind of rewrote reality a little bit or something. That's possible. Or it could just be an honest mistake. I mean, if you could, instead of doing a definitive eight years later, it could have just said several years later. Like, and if they had done that, nobody would have thought twice. So I'm not thinking twice about it because it doesn't change anything in the story. Are we sure that uh, Peter is still like in his sophomore year with this? I mean, I guess it could be coming up. I'm only, I'm only going by what we've seen in, In the you know the brief bit we get of him in Civil War, right? In Civil War, he says, you know, I got these powers six months ago, right? So if Homecoming is like the the crux of this movie, that's usually October, November. So if you go back six months, then it would have been the end of his freshman year when he got the powers. But we don't actually know how long, like. I don't think it really gives us a time stamp on how long it is between, like, when Tony drops him off and he starts doing his little reports to Happy and stuff. And then, um, you know, and then Stark comes back and starts talking to him about some things. Um, so, I mean, I guess it could be, like, homecoming of his junior mm, year. I'm, I'm just trying to help out MCU here. I'm, I'm a team player. I don't and he also see. says he's... He also says he's 15, and he's a sophomore, because that's, you know, the thing is, he's trying to date the senior. Okay, I've forgotten that. So it's pretty explicit that it's made known that he's 15, and it's it's homecoming of sophomore year, which would be the fall of sophomore year. 
It just stood out to me. I, uh, you super Spidey fan, yeah, you're not going to nitpick like I am. But um. Oh, no, I probably will nitpick, and that's why I thought about that, like just from the, yeah. the clues that's given. It's not even clues. It's pretty much straight up. You know, it, depending upon when Civil War takes place, even if it – I mean, the six-month thing is – kind of important because it just seems like i don't know particularly lately with everything tying in together even more intricately um it just seems marvel's been you know so meticulous about keeping this timeline that it it almost seems like it has to be intentional somehow but it, it the math is not working out so hopefully someone will explain it somewhere along the line i'm sure somebody will get around to asking faggy about it at you know, San Diego yeah. or something like that. So yeah, one I, of us I, nerds I, will be on that shit. Believe me, I wouldn't be surprised though. Like if by the time the Blu-ray comes out, they change yeah, it. You changed. know, yeah, it could have just been yeah, literally. It could just be a flub. Fuck up. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I mean, if they're gonna say that the kid in Iron Man two that was wearing the the Iron Man costume at the Stark Expo is Peter, then it's like yeah. he could they be like he'd have to be like no more than like eight years old at that point. Yeah. The kid looked like you know between like eight and ten. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know it makes sense. It it works for me. They thought they could get away with it, or they could have gotten away with it if not for us meddling nerds. <laughs> <laughs> well. Peter's always been into science, so, you know, Uncle Ben might have taken him. He might have been real young, you know? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't really matter. Oh, man. Well, he's generally I've... portrayed as kind of, you know, the, the runt of the school. He's, you know, the, the smallish nerd. So, yeah. you know, you can be very, very short and 10 years old. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. <laughs> like, it, Andrew Garfield way too tall to have been Spider-Man. <laughs> he was. I didn't, I didn't mind his Peter Parker. I, I didn't those, mind. I, the first movie I actually quite liked. But there was some good stuff in that, and there was a lot of bad stuff. And the sequel was just way too overstuffed. Train wreck. Um, it really was. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it is what well, it is. It was going all right up to the point they had, uh, you know, Electro via Batman and Robin. You know, it, it looked like, you know, Schumacher's Electro, basically. And <laughs> it didn't improve after that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, they just they tried to do too much, and I guess they were trying to do their own thing with it. Oh my God, there's a lot of deleted scenes from Spider-Man Two, man. Oof. Really? That's it. Yeah, it's. But we're not talking about Spider-Man Two. Uh, amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else can we talk about here? Um, yeah, the, I mean the Vulture literally being a Vulture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's perfect. Talk um, about you know thematic resonance and old uh, school like the Tinkerer, man. I, you know that. Was, yeah, the Tinkerer. Like, literally, the I think. Wasn't Peter's first? I mean, it was Chameleon and Tinkerer, wasn't it? Like his first. Uh, the f- first issue was the Chameleon was the A story, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the Tinker, the terrible Tinkerer is the the back is the the second story in that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's fuck, man. Yeah, talk about serving serving your oldest fans. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, we got. Those guys. Then we. I don't got, know if you can do chameleon in this day and age. You know, yes, you could do someone dressing up like Spider Man. Anyone could, I guess. Uh, like I think Spider-Man. you totally could with the paranoia people people have today. It would be well, totally that, good. That would be a great way to bring in Triple J. Yeah, you know that, that's yeah. the way to do it. Is have uh, Spider Man literally be a menace and and have the papers jump on it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, two versions of the Shocker. <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah, I was confused about why that was when I first read the casting, and well, we got to find out, you know, uh, yeah. one of them wasn't lasting was, long. <laughs> I thought that was the anti-gravity gun. 
Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's oh, man. I just we could go on and on. They showed him, you know, spending the him, you know, having to kind of look down to the side while he's in science class to make his web fluid because he's not going to probably be able to do it at home. Yeah, stuff like that was just love little details like that. Little little details like that. Yeah, it's it's great. It's. Because I'm glad that that part in particular didn't end up just being Stark will provide you all your web fluid, too. You know, because that's what I thought was probably one yeah. of the best parts of Civil War is Stark's amazement over, you know, Peter creating his own web fluid like that. That's basically kind of what won Stark over to him, you know, in the end. Like, this kid's got it, you know. Yeah, I can't remember in the scale uh, where Peter is in terms of the smartest guys in the MCU. I know it's like Tony Stark, Reed Richards, Doctor Doom, T'Challa. It's never been really quantified, but we. I know think he he's has in like the top. I think he's in the top ten. He's he's almost equi- I, he should be almost equivalent to Stark. I mean, because he's like he basically did the same thing Stark did. He's like, I gotta fucking make my shit out of whatever I have in front of me, and yeah, <laughs> you know, go be a superhero. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and yeah, uh, it wouldn't have been realistic. I, and I do kind of agree that the the whole tight fitting suit, you know, and and well crafted no seams costume has always been problematic for. You know, a high school kid, how he's going to be able to craft that. So I'm Yeah, not. but they always, in the early issues, they always showed it getting ripped up and him having to sew it and him sucking at it. Like, Yeah, but you know, I mean, can you, can you put the, the the sheer, like, you know, the the nylon onesie, you know, on on, MC, on, a, on a movie screen and have it work? I don't, you can't really. So I'm uh, like, like the hoodie know. and then the mask thing was perfect for him. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of the uh, Scarlet Spider look, so yeah, I was definitely yeah. all over that. It, yeah. And honestly, like, the, the homemade costume, I mean, it's the right color scheme, and it's got the bug eyes, and it's, yeah. you know, it makes sense. That's what a 15-year-old kid would be able to do, you know? But uh, I'm glad he stuck with the old suit for it. I've read that he probably will break out the... the what is it, Iron Spider suit, basically? That's not really the Iron Spider yeah. suit, though. The Iron Spider suit is red and gold. It, the, 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 yeah, it had hints of it, though. It had hints of it. I'd say it's more of his Avengers... I'd say it's his Avengers Spider-Man suit more than anything else, yeah, which is just a, way to, just a way to differentiate it. Yeah, it's almost any, got... Any like of that the, works, so... Yeah. It's got the, um, the slightly different um, spider... Uh, motif on it with like the super long legs going up the whole body and I can't yeah. remember where that came into play in the in the comics but it, there's some different design elements in it not my favorite looking suit um, but yeah we're not we're not there yet um, yeah, yeah uh, Aunt May is awesome she really <laughs> sorry. is I, I, you know it, I, it makes I, more sense than the I comics I am so glad blasphemous to say in a way no it's not blasphemous <laughs> to say you know why because when my aunts and uncles when I was were growing up, they were all just in their late 30s and early 40s when I was yeah. a kid, oh, yeah. you know, and then their 50s, at, like when I was in my late teens. So it's like, yeah, you know, they weren't nonagenarians that couldn't, that you have to worry about them dying every friggin' two seconds. You know, that's so played out. Like you just, you can't do, you can't do that anymore. It doesn't make sense to. Um, so thank God, like she's an actual relatively young person mm-hmm. and I say that and she's what she's got to be at least 50 in real life um, but it's it makes more sense there than than in the comics you know just I don't know 
Thank God. <laughs> I am very glad, even though you know they they alluded to his obviously uh, his his interest briefly that that we're not seeing Aunt May and Tony Stark together. And oh. thank you, know, thank you, Saved by the Pepper, I guess. Um, oh yeah, so, yeah. They put that to bed because apparently Pepper's somewhat back. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, there's no there's no reason for for Tony to hook up with Aunt May. That would not no. That would take the the father figure metaphor way too literally. Yeah, most, uh, most which is definitely. what it's, it shouldn't be, and because the fact even Tony addresses it in the movie is like he's not a great at being a mentor. Like he doesn't know how to do it, you know. So it's it's makes more sense to have them both kind of fumbling around with the mentor mentee relationship. So, yeah. Besides, save uh, you know, save Doc Ock trying to marry Aunt May like in the comics for. Sure, you know, but yeah, they they just like conceivably do that. Just you know, we she would. I don't think we'd want to have her know that he was the evil Doc Ock. You know, of course not. You just have to be that nice man. Yeah, you know, but only if Marissa Tomei inherits an island. (laughs) Okay, sure. I that's over. That's above my spidey grade. I guess. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the. all the little nods that they did in it were 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 great. Um, the direct callbacks to to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's like, yep, I know you put a button on it, but who cares? It's great. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the uh, yeah. it's uh, what it, finally we get to see what, what happens when when Spider Man has nothing to swing on. Yeah, yeah, that was Which beautiful. Is great. It was beautiful. <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, and we got to see, like, run out of uh, web fluid Spidey, too, in a way, or at least get low on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and as I said, the, the whole John, I said in the, the the non-spoiler review with Honeywell that, you know, that it just it literally turned into a John Hughes movie at one point, you know, when they were doing more of the high school stuff. It just so much had that vibe that... Yeah. That that's what helped us older fans, you know, get into the vibe of this high school world that we really, you know, we don't know, you know, that we didn't live to, you know, 21st century high school. There's probably a lot that's vastly different than what we experienced. Uh, computers, for one, um, you know, yeah. things like that. And uh, and in my case, I mean, diversity, uh, I was upstate New York that everybody looked like me, you know. <clears throat> And it shouldn't. I, uh, most notably in New York City, there you know should not be any majority yeah. one color school yeah. anywhere in Queens. Come on, it's like <laughs> yeah. And so you know that just helped. And some of the characters were, you know, literally like oh, a lot of it felt like The Breakfast Club. And I'm like, well, of course, like at, that's what high school is. And you know, MJ was literally. Ellie Sheedy or whatever, yeah, literally Ellie Sheedy. That she didn't have to be in detention. She just, you know, had nothing better to do. It was like ripped right out of sketching the people club. in pain. Right, <laughs> it's just right out of the Breakfast Club, and it was it was glorious, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and I I had no problem with that that tone going for it. I mean, like that just that just makes me think. Like, imagine if after Ferris Bueller's Day Off, somebody gave John Hughes like sixty million dollars to make a Spider Man movie back then. It probably would have been awesome. Yeah, uh, like because I love John Hughes. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you can't really get much better than that for for 
you know, situational teenage high school comedy. So yeah. <laughs> it worked just fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, just the whole tone, man. I mean, I had my, I actually didn't, I almost hate to say this, but I actually kind of liked some of the visual effects better in the, in the, the, two, 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 Andrew Garfield, um, Spideys. Uh, I don't know. Like, in places, not like the villain, not the really CGI stuff, but I mean, they, they did a lot more, I think, practical. Although Tom Holland, man, I've seen like his workout videos, and that motherfucker can actually flip like. Oh yeah, he's doing <laughs> he's a lot of that stuff like, on his own. A fucking serious acrobat. Yes, and he is. So it just uh, a couple of the longer shots. It seemed like the you know the farther, which doesn't make sense because you think the CGI would break down more the closer you got to it. But to me, my questionable eyesight anyway, so you should not go by that at all. Um, the the farther away shots is where the CGI kind of broke down for me, but uh, or the wide shots, I guess, if we want to sound like we're actually film people. Um, I uh, <laughs> I didn't really notice anything that took me out of the movie. I oh, mean, nothing did enough. Just you know, it's just my critical brain being like, oh, yeah, that one rendered a little rough for me. You know, it's irrelevant to my enjoyment of it. You know, it's just the kind of shit we're. I have to do to fill time on these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's been mentioned already, but it's kind of cute to point it out. Uh, the voice of Spider-Man's costume was... Um, uh, oh, Christ, now I can't remember her name. Jennifer Conley. Yeah. Jennifer Conley. Or, who which was, it would be great if they somehow... Uh, had a, a little. If they still did like the one shots on the end of the DVDs, we could have something about how um, Betty Ross was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although no, she wasn't MCU Betty Ross. No, she so wasn't she MCU was Betty Ross. Lee Hulk, but Betty but, Ross. <laughs> but she's married to MCU Vision in real life. So oh, is she? Yeah. So we have Paul Lucky Bettany doing the voice son of, of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Vision's I the voice of so bad now. The Iron Man suit, and she's the voice of the Spider Man. Oh, suit. that that is perfect. That's that's definitely an in joke, an intentional in joke. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Uh, that was cute. Um, yeah, speaking of intentional jokes, uh, <laughs> oh, all we, the PSAs. Oh, oh, my God, yes, to see Cap. I think I was spoiled a little. I think one of the uh, one of the trailers even had a little snippet of him on the TV, but we didn't know how much we would get, and it was no. glorious. And I, I So you got detention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I saw somebody post this, too. It's like, you've got to think that he's he's doing these for the military, too. And it's like, so you've contracted an STD. <laughs> Vener- no, he would say venereal disease. Venereal disease. Cap yeah, would say definitely. venereal disease. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's just so you've got detention. Yeah, it's just brilliant. And of course they've and it's an old tape and it's intentionally so you know the it's Avengers, right after the yeah. first Avengers. Mm-hmm. So it's been like six or seven years since he did that. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's a fugitive now, but we have to show it. Right. Just <laughs> fucking oh yeah, lol'd on that one most definitely. Yeah, I guess we're getting a whole spate of those on the Blu-ray. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my god. So I'm sure. Chris Evans just had a fucking blast doing them too. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't see the one. Can't wait to see the ones that that couldn't make the PG thirteen cut. They've got to be out there somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So. So spoilers. Big, so Spidey wins in the end. No. So um, but the big twist. The big. The big. 
yeah, shocker did, of a did twist. Not see it coming. I probably no, should and have nobody because... spoiled it. No. And thank God they didn't. Yeah, but, because yeah. that was a fantastic reveal. It was. Yeah, from the really time was. Peter shows up at Liz's house to take her to the dance for like that the next was... like ten minutes is like. You could cut that tension with fucking Wolverine's uh, uh, claws. Maybe. Yeah, that is acting <laughs> workshop level. Yeah, yeah. This is how you do one character already knowing and another character piecing together without having to explain it. Yeah. It was beautiful. It really it, was, man. They just, it, uh, him and yeah. Keaton were so good together in that. Keaton is fantastic in this. Um, he was, I was so much more impressed with Holland in that because, I mean, Keaton was, you know, kind of... Keaton's Keaton. has been acting yeah. for 40 years. Right. Uh, but Holland, like, without saying a word a lot of times, just expressed such... Yeah, this is the first time we've seen, you know, Spidey's been pretty confident when he's Spidey. And he's, but this was absolute terror on the part yeah. of fucking Peter and just like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, for those of you... Yeah, it was just great, and um, you know, because obviously. I because they had me going too, where it's they call you know the girl he's after is named Liz. I'm assuming it's Liz Allen, right? Yeah, she's never called Liz Allen in the movie. She's just Liz, so it's not like they cheated or anything. No, she's no. just Liz. So when you find out that oh shit, well, his last name is Tombs too. So I mean, they could have yeah. dropped this is Liz Allen, and and we still wouldn't have fucking known. You know, I know, but it's so. just the fact that you know it's but when you're a big Spidey fan, like you just those are the wheels that are turning in your head. So I wasn't even putting it together. So it's that was just great. Oh man, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I was just I big gasp, big gasp when that happened, and it takes takes a lot to get me to do a big gasp in a in a superhero movie nowadays. Yeah, and as I said, should have seen it coming because it's it's kind of the classic. You know, reminded me of actually Sandman and Spidey Three. Sadly enough, but you know, guy doing shit for his family for his daughter. I don't yeah. know if he even mentions just his daughter when he's like doing his. The world's yeah. changing, boys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I almost feel like I should have seen that coming because I've seen it in other stuff before. Yeah, we probably know? should have. But you know yeah, what? You're not they, thinking they, that in this no. It's because it's just, yeah, and they haven't shown his family up to that point either. So, yeah. yes, it should have been like an obvious, but it's not because you're not spending time with the Vulture as a character for the most of the movie. You're spending the time with Peter, as you should. It's, you know, it's Peter's story. Yeah, and not to even start any shit. But I mean, casting Liz as an African American uh, woman, girl, was was part of that. It was made the red herring even more, you know. Which it shouldn't be surprised that there are interracial relationships now in twenty seventeen Queens. Yeah, no, it's of like... course not. But I mean, I think our brain still goes there. You know, a lot of people. No, I, it, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely does. Yeah, um, yeah not that it was it's... surprising that that's the case, but that's not. It helped. Put, you know, it helped distract. Yeah, it definitely helped with that payoff. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I said that's that's a me issue, and if I still hold shit like that, then I need to work on it. But you know, nope. Yeah, and I mean, it also leads to it also leads to a climax that is, like I mentioned earlier, it's not an end of the world climax. It's oh crap, the vulture's going to steal Tony's stuff. Yep. 
don't want him to do that. Which could definitely lead to end-of-the-world stuff, given Stark's record and almost fucking things up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, no, all you need is, like, one Ultron head, man. It's all fucking over. Yeah, we know that from the comics. And they had an Ultron arm. Yeah. Didn't they? <laughs> he used to, yeah, an Ultron arm, yep. Uh, so it's, it's just, yeah, I, I, and, I mean, this is after... The vultures already said, uh, you know, if you cross me, I will kill you and everyone you care about. Yeah. So it's like, man. And again, he does the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And it's not (laughs) and it's not this giant brawl like, uh, you know, out in the open. It's a it's a small scale thing of he stops the stops the heist and then it's. Peter and the vulture, like I assume with like Coney Island or. Yeah, you know, one of the beaches uh, there in New York, and it's just you know, <laughs> it ends up being him trying to save the bad guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a yeah. totally because that's what because Peter doesn't kill, and he right. makes it ex- like he doesn't want to kill anybody. And it's always nice to see a Marvel villain not get be this alive bad. at the uh, yeah, still be alive at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a rare thing. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was just great. And I love that uh, that's another thing that they, uh, you know, there was a lot shown in the trailers. But, again, they, you know, uh, you could very well believe that the, the, and I would would have been disappointed by this, that the the big final battle is going to be in the Washington, D.C. thing. I mean, you know, you're going to have your hero flying off the freaking Washington Monument. That's usually the boss battle, man. Yeah, that's... uh, And it was another total misdirection that was just friggin' brilliant. And and we brought it back to New York, which is where the the boss battle should be, and it was great. Yeah, Yeah, and it was small scale. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, averting averting a theft and trying to save... Trying to stop someone and save their life, like almost like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What pretty, a concept. Pre- pretty grounded stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, telling that even after Peter's kind of stopped everything, the Vulture's still trying to get away. What's the one thing he grabs? The box of arc reactors. Yeah, yeah. So I just yeah. thought that was kind of after he you? complains Sorry. about Stark. The whole movie, yeah, yeah, but well, he's also a pragmatist. He's, yeah, he is. Builds the best toys. He is a pragmatist. <laughs> Where does he get those wonderful toys? Yeah, oh, he's totally Stark. <laughs> and his outfit was pragmatic too, but it still looked like the Vulture Man. They called back to it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, the coat sold it. You know, the coat. Was, oh, that coat is so <laughs> badass! I want that bomber jacket so bad. <laughs> With the frills. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. so good. Um, yeah, I just like I don't even I don't know. I'm probably running out of things to to gush about it now. But it's I I thought the action in it was great. I thought the comedy in it was great. I thought the characters all felt like age appropriate to who they were. Uh, I love the guy in the chair. Yeah. yeah, I could be your guy in the chair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, knowing our, our love of the CW stuff, it's, it's everybody's got a guy in the chair or a girl in the chair. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we're running about an hour already here, so let's, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you're, you're, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Go see it. Oh, all right. So I guess we have to get to... We'll get to a couple points. One, let's, let's do MJ first. And, you know, there are people have been freaking out over this as usual. 
I don't uh, care because in the Raimi movies, MJ wasn't MJ, and in the Mark Webb movies, Gwen wasn't Gwen. So I don't give a shit. Right, and this is not Mary Jane. I've read this is it was kind of a and admittedly, I it sticks in my craw a little bit, and I've seen one person describe it as kind of the Robin thing at the end of Dark Knight Rises, and it does feel a little like that because. I've read that she apparently is not supposed to be Mary Jane Watson, so we don't know if there ever will be a Mary Jane Watson. There probably should be, given the history. Um, but whatever, I, I love this character, and you know, as far as I'm well, they set up Betty Brant too in yeah. the. Yeah. So it's like you know, let Peter run through his loves that he had in high school. Like, yeah, yeah. he shouldn't be anywhere near Gwen until college. Oh, hell no, no, and. I'm fine with if MJ doesn't show up and it's just weird Michelle for now. Yeah. Like I, I loved how the Raimi kind of handled Mary Jane in the first two. I thought it was perfect. It was, you know, went right with some of the books and her and we got to, you know, face a tiger, you hit the jackpot, you know, or at least a tiger here and there. You know, it was great. But, I mean, if this is got to be its own thing, too. So, you know, there's yeah. no harm in it. Uh, again, man, you know, you get the, the certain nerds that are like, you know, this ain't real Spider-Man, and it's just absurd that any, with a, a character with a history this long, you know, it's almost like... There's Superman. gonna be changes. You want to know what's not real Spider-Man? The shitty Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon, where he went <laughs> to Counter-Earth with the animal people. Okay. Uh, it must, I uh, see, I watched, that was Ultimate, or... Uh... Unlimited. I watched the one where he was teamed with uh, Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage. Yeah, that's Ultimate that Spider-Man. Really that one's really? fun, because that reminded me yeah, of yeah. Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. No, this is the one that after the, when Fox Kids was doing the X-Men, and then they did Spider-Man. Yeah. So they did like five seasons of Spider-Man, and then they did a show called Spider-Man Unlimited, and it was not okay. good. Okay. I, I thankfully <laughs> missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so who, who fucking cares? We've got a perfect Peter. We've got a perfect Spider-Man. His peripheral. I'm always in mind that you shouldn't really spend that much time on the loves of of your hero anyway. I mean, if they're going to be there, if they're going to be an integral part of the story, like Mary Jane kind of was at times, and Gwen obviously was, um, then yeah, but... Yeah, just the high school crush thing is great, and they've moved Liz Allen out of the running, presumably. So, and that's fine. Peter, Peter, got Peter, yeah, Peter. He got Betty Brandt. Yeah, he can whatever, run. whatever he want. Yeah, and then <laughs> we'll get honestly, to MJ eventually. Oh, here, has, here's a novel idea. Why don't we get around to actually doing Black Cat? Yeah, look, even if yeah, it's teenage Black Cat, that's fine. Well, she's you know. supposedly going to show up in some other Sony project, but I don't oh, know if that'll ever that meld noise. with the That's not gonna, Sony's, well Sony's stupid if they try to do that now. Marvel's got your back, and they're really making you all this stuff. I really don't think they're ever even going to... Well, I, I saw one analysis of what Sony... Like the Tom Hardy Venom movie, which I just don't even have any understanding why that's a good idea. But It's not, because if you just plus <laughs> Venom from Spider-Man, there's no point. Right. But I've read that I don't think that'll ever happen. That no. Sony's thrown stuff out there to increase their value because they're thinking about selling, essentially, their movie divisions. So I've read some insider stuff on that that sounds like it could be legit. But they yeah. just kind of float these big projects to increase their value. 
because if you say you're making a superhero movie these days, you know, you can be like, yeah, we're going to make fucking $200 million on this. So yeah, if you've got Marvel or DC worth. properties, that's about yeah. it. So whatever. Uh, if it happens, I'll probably go see them and I'll probably, you know, have a lot of critique of them. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was um, just those last couple of stingers that we got in the film itself. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God, another stupid trope of the comics is not going to be getting played up whereas Peter's hiding the fact that he's Spider-Man from Aunt May the whole time that shocker that was fantastic that was as an old as a more of a Spidey fan than than I am yeah I was I was looking for your opinion on that um good so I'm not sure I have cool. one yet. I, I you know why? to see how it plays out, but it makes more sense. It's been 60 years. They've had 60 years of trying to draw drama out of the fact that I can't let Aunt May know that I'm Spider-Man. Now she yeah. knows. What kind of hellish drama is that going to unleash now? Because now it's another liability for Peter. What's it going to bring up? And it's the perfect opportunity if they want to touch on Uncle Ben now in the sequel. Because so, you know she's going to say, why the hell are you doing this? Yeah. And then you can bring it up, and then you can do the, boom, here's our two-minute flashback with Uncle Ben. Yeah, Done. I, I agree with you. And I don't even think you need the flashback. You just need to talk between them two, maybe. Yeah, well, I want to see who they... they got to have a picture of Uncle Ben, you know? Come on. Is yeah. it going to be Joe Pesci? Is it going to be Tobey Maguire? Who's it going to be? I, I know. See, I, I'm kind of in that camp, and it's, it's probably not a popular one that, you know, we don't need to see the origin... We don't need to see the origin, but it would be nice to acknowledge Uncle Ben at this point. Right. See, I think his is more... I think Uncle Ben's... Or seeing Uncle Ben is more important than seeing fucking Batman's origin again and again and again. Batman's a lot simpler. Batman parents killed in front of him. Boom. Batman. (laughs) You know? Spider-Man had to come to... Yeah, but we've also had... There's been a lot of Spider-Man in the last 16 years, yeah. 17 years. So, so you still got to go to if you if you, if you're not going to the with great power comes great responsibility. Well, then you're not doing it right. I mean, you've got to have that basis, and, and and they showed that so well in without having to show the origin. I thought they showed that so well in Civil War, but when him and Tony were talking, where he just basically he said it without without saying, saying it. he's yeah. like, if you've been given this power, you know if. If you can do what I but do, I can, and, and then the, the bad, bad stuff still happens, yeah, it's my that's fault. on you. Yeah, so that that's all you really need to say about that. But I would like to, because uh, I've I've also read rumors that they're going to kind of retcon that Ben was killed in like the first battle of of New York, you know, for, in the Avengers. Which I really kind of hope they don't do that because I think you still need to have peter make that journey that he could have stopped some he could have stopped the death one uh that yeah that wouldn't sit right with me if you take that if you take that personal if you're gonna do that don't do it at all just keep going with the way things have been going yeah uh leave it unsaid or but don't alter it that much yeah yeah that would not play right i don't think feige would do that no he's he's seems like super he has a he has a deep respect for for the old school story. Well, I mean, in terms of like the origins that they've done for these characters, they've kind of hit upon the, you know, the really mythic distilled versions of the origins when they've been doing the origins for these characters. Like they haven't fucked up the origins. They've yeah. kept, kept them pretty true to what they should be with some minor alterations for, you know, time frame and technology and things like mm-hmm. that. 
So yeah, you can't you can't change that. <laughs> that would yeah, that would not be good. I said uh, I, I think it would be better. You don't necessarily have to specify it, but don't change it. That's the important thing. Yeah, if you if you, yeah don't if you're gonna do that, then just don't bother. Just don't specify. Yeah. But I would like an acknowledgement of Uncle Ben having been part of his life. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get that. In, in Gotta get it somewhere. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he said, you know, what happened to Matt May recently, and we know he lives with Aunt May, so, I mean, yeah, it's got to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and it looks like Marvel's going to be able to do what Sony tried to do, which was get a Sinister Six uh, story going. Or at least they did it so well setting up possible future characters without cramming it down your yeah. fucking throat and, and planning for the next four movies before they even, you know, even got the box office on this one. Yeah. Like Amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to do. That was just... Uh. Too much, too fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I did like Giamatti as the rhino a little bit. I, yeah, he got, the, he got the short shrift. I would have liked to have seen more with, with him, too. But um, I would have rather have just seen him the whole movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That he, he, does, been a- he does over-the-top, you know, kind of Batman and Robin-ish acting better than Jamie Foxx did, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's irrelevant now that the movie didn't exist. Well, um, no, it exists. It's <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, it's just not part of my head canon anymore. Uh, but yeah, that we've got you know without him having you know we got as a clever scorpion tattoo without you know him. Well, I heard the name Gargan, the Gargan. Yeah, you know, I, I was I like, that. Yeah. and I'm kind of glad they didn't. I really do want to see the scorpion on screen too. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I want them to do favorites. all the classic guys we haven't gotten yet. I want Mysterio and Craven. Yeah, and from what I've read, they're going to intentionally stay away from shit like the Goblin for a while. Goblins, it just, you don't you don't need to go back to that well until he's in no, college. No. You just don't need to. No. Don't need to touch it. And he, he should have a friendship with Harry before that even get, goes anywhere. Yeah. They're going to go that route. So, yeah, yeah stay stuff. away. Stay away from I wouldn't mind seeing Sandman again, though. Sure, yeah, and I could have. Or Doc Ock. Spider-Man 3 would have been a vastly better movie if it was just Sandman. <laughs> we need but, the Sandman edit of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> no, there's a there's an alternate cut that just came out of Spider-Man 3. There's a, a producer's cut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> if they so. promise they excise the, the jazz club and the staring live... Um, I guess there's, a, there's, there's some significant changes. I haven't seen it yet. Um Eventually, I'm going to pony up the money to get the... It's like the Spider-Man Legacy Collection Blu-ray set, because yeah. I do want those films on Blu-ray. And yeah. it's all five of the other movies, so... Nice. I might as well get them. Yeah. So, I yeah, I'm very happy. I mean, apparently, according to the MCU people, um, Spidey's next appearance will be Infinity War. Presumably, yeah. he's going to survive it one way or another. Um, yeah, pretty so, sure. So spoilers. And then Feige said that the next Spidey movie will be dealing with the aftermath of that, but... I still think they'll bring it right back down to his rogues gallery, and that would be the smartest thing they could do. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, Scorpion. Maybe a yeah, other guys Scorpion and Craven and Chameleon yeah. and uh, Mysterio and the Rhino. There's, there's tons of guys that they can still use that they haven't even touched on yet. I, I hope I, they're I, brave enough to do just Craven because that might be, you know, to a producer, that might not be flash enough. They could do it a lot cheaper. 
But I mean, Craven's not going to be this big, over the top, you know, powers villain. Um, no, man, but what, that would you, be could, such but what you could story. do, and this is what I would do if they're going to try to pull in Craven, I would have the chameleon be in one of the movies, and by either Spider Man's action or inaction, uh, causes you know the chameleon to die. Right, right, which leads to his brother coming and saying, uh, "I need now need to hunt the spider." You know, I didn't know that they were brothers. When did they re- Was that always canon, or yeah, they're uh, they're related. Oh, okay, I did not know that. So there you go. That's how you can pull it in, make it a personal story. And yeah, I don't even reason. think you want to do Craven's Last Hunt. I think you. Just no, want you to can't do. do the... Why would you do Craven's Last Hunt as the first story? It doesn't make any no, sense. No, it's but a I mean, great that's story. The one a lot of people are going to go to because it's so popular. But I mean, no, I think you just go with the basic, most dangerous game. You know, yeah, thing. and 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 it's and you could have you could pull a lot of stuff out of that, and it's. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Craven or you use Craven as the mastermind, uh, right. and he hires him, a bunch of he gets a couple of the other Sinister Six to, to wear him down or something, you know, like there's definitely ways he can play it, especially if you want to put in multiple villains or, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I think they know what they're doing. I'm, I'm ready to go along for the ride with whatever they do. But yeah, give me give me a pre-credits Mysterio somewhere come on yeah just two seconds you know like oh here's this great illusion 30 seconds later spider-man's decking them and it's all over like that's all i need it'd make me so happy mm-hmm. i still want to go with honeywell's idea and that and i think you talked about it too is that the he he claims his greatest beef with the raimi and i think we've said that too is that not enough bruce campbell and that i i think we need bruce campbell as the fucking ringmaster today um. <laughs> All right. You know what? Here's the other thing. If they want to touch Circus the, of crime, goddamn. Yeah. If they want to touch the old school bad guys, do the enforcers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why we not? Need, we need, like, the Magia and, and the enforcers, most definitely. Um, yeah. I'm down for seeing what is it, Ox and... Uh, yeah, Ox, definitely, yeah. I mean, come on. Because they, they did great stuff with them on the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, and even the old... They were in the old school 60s one, and, you know, I love the Enforcers when I first saw them on that. I'm yeah. pretty sure they were, yeah. Yeah. Where I first saw Ox, or maybe it was the comics, because they were in, like, issue three of the comics. Just there early on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. De- definitely fun stuff coming down the pike, man. Yeah, I like the hands that it's in, and... Uh, I do, Sony, too. Sony knows where their bread can get buttered, because yeah. I, I have Sony the- just Sony just back away. I haven't checked the BO on this, but I gotta think it's been ripping it. Uh, well, it's late Sunday night, so there should be a Sunday update. Let's pull yeah. it up real fast. Let's Mojo. check it out. I'm pulling it up. Crash. All right. So overall, it's at uh, worldwide four sixty nine oh, million, shit. and that's only in a a week of Holy release. Fuck. Yep. Uh, so yeah. yeah. It's my it's my money. Yeah, getting paid. Yeah, um, I don't I nice. don't know if this is gonna hit the the you know the high grosses of like Spider Man three did because that movie made boku bucks, um, but it's uh, it's doing pretty damn well. It's gonna have you know I, I gotta think War of the Planet Apes is gonna take a little bit of away from it. This oh time. yeah, it took um, a big chunk out of it this week. Thirty. 500 million worldwide there nobody's losing any money here no 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 no, no. <laughs> so this sony's very happy camper right now and so is marvel so are we yeah so yeah sony just back away 
So we, we got to get to the, uh, the the Ferris Bueller day off um, ending of the movie. The, the oh, yeah, that tag, one. Which I almost um, almost jetted on. I, I hadn't read that there were two of them. And I, like, we got through the first one, and then the rest of the credits were really fucking long. They usually break them up well, half and half. I just stay now so conditioned. You yeah. Know, nine years of Marvel movies will do that to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're so conditioned to stay because it's like, yeah, we know we're going to get the mid credit scene now to keep us going. Uh, but I stayed for the the final one, too. And uh, Rick rolled us like a fucking boss. I wasn't going to spoil it, but, um, yeah, it's uh, that was the perfect time to do this. That was the, really, perfect, yeah. the perfect time, the perfect way to absolutely just have a bit of fun with the audience, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Absolutely glorious. And the smirk on, oh, yeah. on Evans's face. So they must have told him, this is where we're slotting this thing. Yeah. Like... Is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh man, Honeywell were fucking cackling like little children. Was I was great. dying. I was dying laughing. There were people booing in the audience. I was howling You're like a bastard. Me, really? Oh, I was howling like a bastard. I loved it. There were there people booing yet? Like, <laughs> it's come on. It's it's brilliant. It's genius. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I can't believe anyone would boo that. It was it was fucking great. Well, some people just have sticks up their rectums. I guess so. Well, you shouldn't be at a fucking Spider-Man movie then. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Especially a Spider-Man movie where he's... Oh, that's the other thing. When he's stopping the, the ATM robbery, instead of going after the bad guys, what's he do? He goes and rescues the deli owner. It's like... Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's a, this is Spider-Man. Like, this is like... They nailed it. I don't know what people are talking about. It wasn't a Spider-Man movie. Take the sticks out of your asses, too. This is a Spider-Man, Peter Parker story in every sense of the word. And it's the reason, it shows you the reason why he's not going to have an Iron Man-style suit and he's not going to be an Avenger right away because that's not who he is. And that's the other, you know, kind of big twist is that uh, the refusal of the Avengers and... And I thought it was fucking brilliant that Tony's like, yeah, no, it was just a joke. And then <laughs> it's just a test. It's a yeah. test, right? Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, shit. Now what are we going to tell the news conference? And I was yeah. the only one who laughed when um, Tony says, happy, do you still have the ring? He goes, I've been holding on to this since 2008. I was the only one who laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's nice that uh, I, that was great seeing Happy because um, honestly, like he should be in more of the per- periphery stuff too. Because yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, it's nice. Just, seeing- just from a legacy standpoint, that sorry, man. Uh, I know he kind of got he got uh, had a little problems with Marvel, and he was originally going to do the first Avengers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but. Man, it, you know, if we didn't have Iron Man one under his his helm, uh, none of this would be happening. So That's true. you, you got to give John, or yeah, Favreau fucking props for that. Favreau just seems like a class act. Watch his movie Chef if it's still on Netflix. It's good. I haven't caught that one yet. Um, but uh, I liked him and everything. You know, I even liked him in fucking the, the the Daredevil movie. I did too. He was actually pretty good. Foggy. He was a good Foggy. He's good. And Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I loved that little bit there. It was like, oh sh! It was like, oh shit! It's Peppa. All right. Yeah, I did not see that coming either. No. So obviously, she's not. It's not one of those things where she won't come back because clearly she came back. Yeah. So that's Whether all. They good. actually got engaged or not? We don't know. But. We don't know. I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, she'll probably be the first person. Ooh, to die you know what? Dad's <laughs> gonna say, you know, the ring's on her finger, and she's gonna be the first bit of fodder. Yeah, it could be. They they gotta knock off some peripheral characters to be sure. They gotta knock off a lot of They're characters. Probably have big people. Yep. They either need to knock off a lot of characters by having them die, or something's gonna happen with the reality stone that's gonna drastically change things. Yeah. Oh yeah. So cannot wait. Yeah, uh, but uh, fucking insane politicians out there allowed to blow up the world to at least twenty. I don't here. think we're gonna. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yes, you gotta take it one day at a time and <laughs> yeah. just enjoy the awesome. Come on, D- Defenders is like a month away, and mm-hmm. Game of Thrones restarted tonight. So indeed, yeah. Which I need to go uh, just Michael tour and try to find. <laughs> yeah, but uh, should we do any final thoughts on this other than it's it's awesome? I don't know. As I said, uh, no, awesome works for me, you know, because that's that's what Peter would say. Uh, oh, it's awesome! Oh, it's awesome! Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> that's yeah, man. That, oh, all right, before we, all right, okay, I got a man crush on a twenty-year-old English boy. All right, let's end this thing. All right, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, wait, he know us. He has just one little bit. I turned to Maureen in the middle of the movie and I went you know how I know I'm getting old the only girl in this movie I'm attracted to is Marissa Tomei <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah that is awesome I think that's a good thing yeah it's uh, better be <laughs> yeah uh yeah luckily yeah my brain doesn't go to creepy places that's a good no thing. no it doesn't thank god alright so um yeah we do have a website uh, a facebook page we you do. can find us on Facebook. Uh, look us up, Weekly Heroics. We also have an email address. It's weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Yes, we do. And we not uh, any this week. but Yeah, for any of the fun stuff that we ever talk about, you can use the link for the Amazon website through 2TrueFreaks.com. Go to 2TrueFreaks.com, click on the Amazon website, and uh, if you purchase anything through the link, we get a small cutback, kickback that helps pay for the hosting and uh, the upkeep of the website, and it won't cost you anything extra. So, the, yeah. The collective we, not, not, not me and Hero. You can send us separate checks if you'd like. Um, ah, you don't need to send. Don't send. <laughs> just send me all your delicious praise. That's all I need. That works too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um,. Yeah, right we'll now we're in the middle of doing uh, some preacher casts. So preacher, uh, yeah, the, the DC stuff will be coming back. We got we got lots more to do. Uh, we got to do a final thing on uh, Agents of Shield season one, and uh, Defenders is about to drop in like another month. So we yeah, got a we got a full slate. One kitten caboodle probably as we yeah. usually do. So that's weekly heroics, folks. We'll be back next week whenever next week gets here. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That is awesome. All right. La, la. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Okay, that's good. Okay, so here we are. Okay, let's go ahead and start. Hello, and welcome uh, to a uh, family review of Spider-Man Homecoming. My name is Brian Hughes, and I'm here with Beth Hughes. Hola. And Christopher Hughes. Hola. Speak up for the microphone. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're doing this because uh, we, we were going to record tonight with Scott McGregor and the others for uh, their review of Homecoming. But uh, yesterday, Beth took a fall and hit her head pretty bad. And we don't know if she's going to be awake or feeling good later. So we decided to go ahead and get this out of the way now. 
uh, for Scott and for everybody else. So uh, first thing we're going to do here is we're going to talk about our impressions of the movie Spider-Man Homecoming, which we saw last week. And it's still very, very fresh in our minds. Uh, everybody's still got, uh, I think I can say without reservation, good feelings about this movie. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. Um, Dad, hold on. What? Wait, Speak mean, up into the microphone. Hold on. Do you mean like we're going to imitate them? No, no, no. All we're no. going to do... We're going to review. We're going we're gonna to do a quick, uh, quick review of this. We're gonna, first, we're going to talk about our general impressions of it. And then we'll go into kind of our, our spoiler-filled review of it, and then we'll give it a grade. Okay. Okay, so... Just wanted to clarify that for yeah. who's ever listening. Now, who wants to speak up first? I got... I vote for Mom. Okay, so Mom's going to okay. speak up first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my mind is still kind of fuzzy from the fall. Although I've had a confession, I can say that Spider-Man has left an impression in my brain that I guess I can't forget. He has, um, I think I'm kind of like him, always making mistakes, falling, getting hurt, uh, fumbling around quite a bit. Uh, That's just recently. Well, yeah, so I kind of feel that he and I have that, uh, that kind of uh, thing going on, you know? <laughs> so, um, I was thinking that Spider-Man would not be that way, that his senses would be so spidey on that he wouldn't be fumbling and, and making terrible mistakes. But I get the fact that he's new at it. I, I get that. Oh, he's a teenager. He, uh, yeah, he's a teenager. And he's a teenager thinks. Yeah. Oh, senses. Yeah, but I think they played them down in this movie. And I think we can get into that in the, when we get into the nuts and bolts here in a little bit. But first, I mean, did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you just kind of like it? You know, I mean, did... I, I liked it a lot. A lot. It was a fun movie. It was um, very entertaining. Great, great, great movie for the family to watch as a whole. And I would recommend for any family to get out together and go watch this movie. Christopher, what about you? How'd you feel? I vote for you next. No, no, this is... I want to be last. You want to be last? Okay. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I came out of the movie with a big grin on my face. I really felt good about it. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that Spider-Man is probably my favorite of all comic book heroes. I love me some Superman and some Batman, but I think Spider-Man is is by far my all-time favorite simply because he was the first one that I could relate to on a personal basis. And that goes back to the the Stanley Steve Ditko comics. So in watching this, you know, I really got that feeling out of it and I really, really enjoyed it as a result of that. Is it my favorite? I still think Spider-Man 2 is my all-time favorite Spider-Man movie, but for different reasons. That being said, it was a great movie, and I recommend anybody that likes comic book movies to go see it. There is nothing here that's pandering or going to make you roll your eyes. Unless, of course, you have trouble with teenagers, then you'll roll your eyes through most of the movie. But, <laughs> but I mean, because that's what it is. it is. It is a teenager movie, and it's relating to teenagers. It, it's, he's 15 years old, 
And that's where Spider-Man starts. So, so that's I, how I get it so much. You're ten. You're only two-thirds of the way there. Ten. But still, ten. I get it. <laughs> okay, well, what did you feel? How'd you feel? Did you have some fun well, like Hold on, hold on. Dad. What? I'm surprised. I am a little surprised that Spider-Man is your favorite, because your first ever comic book was a Batman comic book. Yeah, but I mean... Little history about it. Okay, but, but you got to understand, Batman's parents were killed in front of him. He had kind of a grim and gritty upbringing... He was, you know, like that emo kid down the block that doesn't talk to anybody. That's not me. I'm friendly. I'm outgoing. I can be quippy or punny, depending on my mood. Like right now. Yeah. And, and so Spider-Man is naturally someone that I can identify with, that, that has the same problems that I had. I had problems with girls. I had problems with money. All sorts of things, you know, growing up and being bullied by other kids. That's, that's what Spider-Man was. Yep. <laughs> and that's what Spider-Man is in the in the current movie. Uh, yeah. Um, now, did you enjoy the movie? I loved the movie. Uh, loved- well, hold on. I didn't enjoy it. I loved it. You loved it. Okay. <laughs> loved and that's it. that's great. Now, why did you love it? I had a lot of things to relate to. You had a lot of things to relate to. You don't have a girlfriend. Well, you had a girlfriend. But- well, don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't. Yeah, he, he had a girlfriend, but nothing happened. There might have been some uh, holding hands. Don't talk about But now, now it all talks about his ex. <laughs> okay. That being said, you know, we've talked about our impressions. If you haven't seen the movie yet, we're going to go into spoiler territory next. Okay? So, so we're going to give you 10 seconds here. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. We're about to get into spoiler territory. Spoiler warning. Okay, okay. So now if you're here now, that means that you haven't paused us or fast-forwarded past us. Now we can talk about the things that happened in the movie that you're just, you know, if you've seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, it could ruin it for you. To this, I, I, I am still surprised that it turned out that Doc Ock was Peter Parker's father. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you can though, me so bad. Though we did have a shock in the movie that, that came in, and I thought... Can it, I tell them? Yeah, you can tell them. Um, the shock was that um, the falcon... The I mean, vulture. the vulture. The vulture um, was... Um, what's her name? Liz. Liz's father and he's a bad guy of the movie yeah they, so, I mean they, they so masked I it really well I was not shocked you were not shocked I you knew ex- this you knew, you knew it going in I, I I knew with the girlfriend and and uh, the chemistry that was going on in the movie I really did know that it was a very strong possibility that that was her father so when the door opened there he was and he and I was not shocked. I just went, oh, because I was right. I felt good about that. I really did. Because every now and then, I get, I'm get, i able to get it on the nose, and I did this time. So that made me feel good. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was a, a little bit more surprising because I didn't know if she was supposed to be the character of Liz Allen, which if, if anybody that's read the Spider-Man comic book, she was first appeared in, I think, issue four. And she's been a part of the spider history, you know, ever since in one way or another. And so I wasn't sure if this was Liz Allen. And, and we had other characters that popped up that, you know, like Ned Leeds 
and MJ and Flash Thompson and all that, and there are definitely changes from what they were in the comic books. And I'm, I, I find myself lamenting one thing that we probably won't ever get to hear on screen. Face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. And that was the introduction to Mary Jane Watson. Now, that being said, this movie came out for today, and it came out for teens of today, and it, it gives them all the, the things that, that we'd expect to see in a John Hughes movie 30 years ago, but brought up for today. Yep. Sorry, I got a stiffy nose. You got a stiffy, sniffy, sniffly nose. Yes. Okay, um, were there any surprises okay. in the movie for I, you? I, I want to oh. change the subject just for a minute here okay. so I don't forget. What's that? I want to talk about Grandma. Grandma? Grandma. You mean Aunt, Aunt May? May? Aunt May. Oh, Aunt May. Aunt That's May. Right. Yeah, not, not Grandma. Grandma. Aunt May. Aunt May. Okay, I've hit my head. What do you want from me? Okay. Okay, so Aunt May uh, apparently Aunt May is very beautiful. Hot bod. This is not your Aunt May back in the day. This is new improved 40's got it going on, 50's got it going on, Aunt May. Okay? Peter's mom. And has I gotta got say, it it, she <laughs> was really beautiful, always has been, and I love her. But honestly, I liked having Uncle Ben in the movie. Uncle Ben, they don't talk about him, they don't say where he's at. You're just to assume that she's been single or that he's gone because they do mention that part in the movie about her being alone raising uh, Peter on her own I I was really disappointed that they didn't give more history because they didn't have to wait a minute I'm talking I know okay so you know Uncle Ben always tells him with great responsibility with great power, with great power comes great responsibility yeah. And that, to me, was missing coming from Uncle Ben himself. You know, that that's the one thing that Peter hangs on to for the rest of his life, and it's not there. And having someone else say it to him is not the same. It's not, it shouldn't have the same impact as it would from your dying, your uncle who's passed. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we, we got... Cliff Robertson, who did a fantastic job in Spider-Man. And then we got Martin Sheen, who did it in Spider-Man 2. And the one thing that they found after, uh, not Spider-Man 2, but Amazing Spider-Man, the one thing that they found is that putting the whole Uncle Ben story in Amazing Spider-Man was unnecessary. The fans already knew it, and they just kind of like, why did they have to retell it and make it a little different, but still the same? So it's kind of like one of the things that really hurt Amazing Spider-Man. So they decided just not to put it in at all. There is one small mention of something that probably alludes to what happened with Uncle Ben. And maybe in a future movie or a webisode or who knows what, we'll get uh, more on that. But I don't think you have to cover. We know it already. Someone can sit there and say, he can sit there and say, someone once told me with great power comes great responsibility, and boom, you're set. You're but does it, not, it does not have the same impact in his life that it would coming from someone 
who was like your father figure. Right. It's not it's not gonna have that same impact in my mind, my heart. So I think that that part is missing now. If they said Uncle Ben told me before he passed on, uh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. If they if he said that to him, and and he took that away with him, okay. Even if they don't show Uncle Ben, but I think that they should say that. Remember what Uncle Ben said to have it. Where it's a part of his being, a yeah. part of his character. It's his mantra. That's why, right? Right. I, I just feel really strongly about it. And as far as Aunt May is concerned, I kind of like to see where they're going to go with this. The the younger, greater, better looking, more improved Aunt May. I love her. She's a great actress. Uh, um, well, I mean, they already they've already taken it a step farther here now. In the the Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi Spider Man, um, hold on, hold on. Um, you get the sense that Aunt May knew that Peter was Spider Man, especially in Spider Man Two. You got the sense that she knew that he was Spider Man, but she wasn't going to reveal it. Right, I, I get that. In here, they flat out, boom, let Aunt May find out that Peter is Spider Man. At least it yes, looks they like do. it looks like she finds out that he's Spider Man, and she towards knows the it. end. Yeah. But, but it was at the end of the movie, and it of course doesn't go on any longer after that. So the question is, is he wearing a costume that just looks like Spider Man? Or does she know he's Spider-Man? Right, right. This is left to be revealed. We don't know the answer to that question just yet. But I thought that that was great. Finally bring it out in the open so Aunt May knows what he's been up to. Why he was chosen for uh, Iron Man's... um, Protégé. To be Iron Man's protégé. To be Iron Man's protégé. And on that same subject, now I will switch over to say... This was not an Iron Man movie, and so many people were concerned, including you, that it would be an Iron Man movie. Most things would be Iron Man this, Iron Man that. Well, Iron Man came in and went out. Came in and went out. I thought it was a great way just to set the tone in the movie of where uh, Peter needed to be and excuses of why Peter wasn't around. I thought that was a great way to make the movie go forward. Yeah, I, I agree. Were you dis- Christopher? Were you disappointed there wasn't more Iron Man? Um, no. I think that they did it the right way, and they put him in whenever he was needed. But I am a little bit disappointed that they couldn't make um like his original that um the uh Peter Parker didn't make his own suit like he did. Well, he did. It was just very cheap, a hoodie and, you know, well, all that. No, like his actual suit, like um, uh, like in the Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay, where, yeah. Where, where yeah. he, like, built his own suit and built his own web shooters. Well, he built the web shooters initially, yeah. and then yeah. Tony Stark, of course, gave him an upgrade. Yeah, and he was... 240 in, different ways of shooting webs or something like that. It was... Very interesting. That was one thing that was really, really cool is that, yeah. you know, that, that Tony Stark did give him a Spider-Man costume that functioned in a lot of ways, not like the Iron Man suit. It basically worked for Peter the way, you know, Peter would need a Spider-Man outfit to be very, you know, to move, be agile, nimble and whatnot. But it would, it would you know, it had uh, Jennifer Connelly as the voice telling him, giving him all his information. He called her Karen, which I don't know where the name Karen came from. So that was kind of a, a surprise. Maybe that's his mother's name. I don't know. 
Karen May? No, probably not, because it sounds like you had a crush on Karen by the end. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, who wouldn't with that voice? No, no. no. Well, What's know. funny is Jennifer Conley, who did the voice of Karen, the, the computer on his suit, is the actual real-life wife of Paul Bettany, who did the voice of Jarvis in the Iron Man suits and the Vision. Oh. So, it, yeah, kind of interesting and ironic there. Now, what did you think of the fact that we didn't have J. Jonah Jameson of the Daily Bugle? We didn't have talk of, of, of any of that. And the fact that Betty Brandt herself wasn't even, you know, at the Daily Bugle. She was a high school student. And she looked to be as young as or younger than, than Peter. I miss her. Oh, I thought she looked about the same. Uh, I miss Jane, yeah. but Jane, you keep in mind, women do mature faster than boys, and she looked more mature than Peter, even if she was younger, in my opinion. Hmm. Um. Was she cute? Yeah. Betty, the blonde-haired girl that read the school news stories. Yeah, he's furrowing his brown. He doesn't want to answer that. <laughs> okay. No. Now, so we kind of given a little bit of spoiler information. We've gone over a couple of oh, things. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more thing i got to say. What? I was really happy yeah. to see that I, I don't know if she's um, Peter's girlfriend. I don't know if she's Mary J or um, who she Well, we had Liz. So is it Liz? Liz, is was, a, who it is? Liz was the girl that, okay. that he went to prom with but or homecoming. And then, unfortunately, because of Liz, what happened yeah. with, okay. with uh, and then this is spoiler territory. I was really happy to see that Liz was African American. It made me feel so good that they are Diverse. including other, yeah, having diversity in the film. Well, I mean, every I think that's just great. Every other character was was. I mean, you know, you had Ned Leeds, which you know, Ned Leeds in uh, in the comic books was actually a romantic rival for Peter. For Betty Brandt and Ned Leeds ultimately married Betty Brandt in the comic books. Um, Flash Thompson was a red-headed Archie Andrews jock player bully that would uh, sit there and bully Peter and he and this thing was was Asian. And then of course you had uh, Liz who was African-American and you had Michelle who appeared to be Asia Zendaya who played her and they reveal at the end of the movie that she's MJ, which is one of those things you can kind of wonder about. But no, uh, not not the racial thing, but just the fact that she went from being Michelle to MJ, which MJ is supposed to stand for Mary Jane, as far as we know. But I don't know if they're, what, what direction they're going to go with that. Maybe they'll continue on. Maybe they'll introduce Gwen Stacy. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Wait, hold on. I have a little bit of um, something I want to say here. What's that? Is, um... How and why did he even get that money for that mansion? Yeah. Who? Oh, you mean the, the vulture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how? Okay, so uh, what Chris was talking about is he's wondering where the vulture was getting money for the, the, the mansion, which we saw early when Liz had everybody over the party, though we didn't realize that he was her father. And then later, later we, we do find that out. And where they are, they do did sure seem to be doing well for money, and that's because of the business that he was in. He was basically scavenging. I mean, this is the main the main plot point. He was scavenging uh, alien technology or high level technology from wherever he could, 
and then he was using that to uh, make weapons and such for other villains. And as a result, we did get to see one of those lower-level Spider-Man villains, the Shocker, which uh, that was one of those things I was really, uh, I, I, you know, kind of had my own little, uh, not to say this in front of my son, so I'm, I'm, I'm blocking so he can't hear me. I had a geekasm during the movie. I, I can hear you. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, now we saw it with uh, my podcasting partner, Tim Elliott, and when they introduced, they mentioned a character's name, Mac Gargan, uh, and anybody that reads Spider-Man knows that Matt Gargan uh, would become the Scorpion. And uh, that was one of those moments where Tim and I just looked at each other and we both bowed at the same time. The Scorpion! And I just thought that was it was really cool. What do you mean by Scorpion? Mortal Kombat? No, 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 no. There's a Spider-Man villain called the Scorpion. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson paid this uh, scientist Stillwell money to make someone stronger than Spider-Man so they could defeat them. And they did, and he became the Scorpion, but he was kind of a lowlife anyway, so he just became a supervillain. And, you know, he's been one of the staple of Spider-Man's uh, rogues gallery for, for many, many years, for over 50 years now. So it's, it's good that they introduced him. I, you know, we're tired of Green Goblin over and over again. We don't need a Green Goblin story. In fact, we could skip a Green Goblin story and move to a Hobgoblin story and just say the Green Goblin stuff happened. I'd be happy with that, but that's just me. Um, that being said, let's talk about Tom Holland, the kid that played Spider-Man. Okay, I got a question for you guys that you have not answered for me what? yet. What? What's that? Who was the best Spider-Man? Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, or Tobey Maguire? Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, uh... Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man, the way that Adam West is some people's Batmans, and Christopher Reeve is some people's Superman. You know, he he was the one that 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 did it. I mean, I saw Nicholas Hammond way back in the day. I even saw Electric Company uh, when they had Spider-Man on, and uh, you know, Tobey Maguire when they first cast him, I had just seen Pleasantville, and I was like, yeah, he looks like the Peter Parker that I see in the comic books. He looked like him to me. And while his characterizations weren't always the Peter Parker I knew, there was enough in there for me to relate to. That being said, his Spider-Man was never quippy enough, you know, the way Spidey was. Andrew Garfield, um, I didn't care for his Peter Parker. He's more of an emo Peter Parker, you know, always, you know, just, ugh. I don't know, I, I, I did not care for the Peter Parker moments of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And I think that's what really hurt uh, Andrew Garfield a whole lot uh, in being Spider-Man. Now, his Spider-Man was, for the most part, fine, except that he always sounded like he would, you know, he's, he sounded horrible the way he would sit there and talk through his mask. They should have redubbed that uh, like they did for uh, Deadpool. That being said, um, Tom, uh, Tom Holland, though, is Spider-Man, and he's Peter Parker. He's got both sides down for the 15-year-old version of Spider-Man. I was really pleasantly surprised. I'll always like the Tobey Maguire one. I will, too, because Tobey Maguire was probably my favorite Spider-Man as an introduction to any of the Spider-Man films, not just because he was the first Spider-Man, but because um, I really thought that his movies and his chemistry 
with the girl that played Mary J was so spot on to me on how a relationship could and can go. I, I just thought it was pretty awesome. All the way, um, not all of the movies were really great, but the first movie was something that made me want to see two and three when they came out. So, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will always be close to my heart in that way. But I, I know the other reason why Tobey Maguire's big to you, and that, that is our first date... This is true. Was Spider-Man 2. This is true. And uh, we yeah, we had a great time, apparently. And that oh. is also true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, recap to Guardians of the no, 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 no. But, no, uh, but I, I, I got to say, the, the amazing Spider-Man, I watched it. I enjoyed the movie. But it wasn't something that I would call Spider-Man an action-adventure, yes. But not a Spider-Man movie, per se. And that's just my opinion. Well, no, you bring up a great point. You know, it's just... You know, that's how I feel about it. This last... uh, The last Spider-Man that just played uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, I really did enjoy it. Do not get me wrong by any means, but his quirk, quirky, quippy teenager, how, if this is how Spider-Man really was and and really tripped over his own feet quite often, um, I'm not so sure if I'm going to like this Spider-Man for that reason. I just hope to see him grow in the next movie where... Where he's getting it all down. I want to see him be the badass that Spider-Man always has been to me. In my mind. And, and, and that's what I enjoy. The confidence that Spider-Man eventually gets. That's what I look forward to. And I like the fact that he um, has a, a bad lip. You know, he, he likes to tell people off um, that he's, he's witty that way. I love that about Spider-Man so very much. Mm-hmm. I-, I can relate to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you you kind of are that. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you can be quippy at times. So. No, my favorite was um and was uh, uh Tom Holland. Well, no doubt there. No doubt there. You know, and I'll, I'll say this here. I think the thing that hurt the amazing Spider-Man movies. It, it, there were so many things, but the fact that they came so close behind the Sam Raimi movies, and they covered ground that we'd already covered. That that, I mean, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I should be excited when a Spider-Man movie comes out, and I wasn't ready to go see that the first day it came out in the theaters. And to be honest, I fell asleep in Amazing Spider-Man. That is so sad. I don't fall asleep during movies. I really don't. My wife does, especially in 3D, but I don't. I'm the one who always stays awake, only for the. You fell asleep during the Avengers. Yes. Okay. I would think, but that's the only. Not the first. Not the first time you saw. We all left Fantastic Four. Yeah. Early. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, that being said, I, I will say this: Michael Keaton has played one of the best movie villains 
I've seen in a long time. There was a scene in the car where he's putting it all together and he's figuring out that Peter is actually Spider-Man. And that scene was so full of menace and tension when it was just three people sitting in a car. Two of them was figuring out what was going on. One person was completely clueless and it was an awesome, awesome scene. It was awkward. Yeah. (laughs) But Michael Keaton played a really believable and in some ways tragic villain. Just a guy that's trying to look out for his family kind of choosing the wrong way to go about it. But hey, you know, that's... They had that very Breaking Bad yeah, uh, feeling exactly. about it, you know? Exactly. That you, you, you really nailed it right there. Breaking Bad villain. That's, that's good. That's good. So, that being said, we've been talking for about half an hour here. Yes. Let's I, let's I'm give it a grade. So done now. <laughs> My I haven't even got to feeling. talk. Well, okay, we'll talk. Well, Lauren, if you think about it, why? Uh, I don't get it. Why did Star? How? Why did he have the Stark internship anyway? How could Stark? Okay, so uh, you were saying uh, you were wondering how Tony Stark found him. Now we know that Tony Stark found him uh, from before because he had already become Spider-Man, and he was already doing amazing things, and he was wearing that crappy hoodie outfit. And Tony needed people to help him fight on his side against, against Captain America War. in the Civil War. Yeah. And so he recruited Peter. And that goes back to the comic book series Civil War, which I have never read and will not ever read. Uh, <laughs> that being said, um, uh, I think that we should uh, move on into the grading of the movie. Yes, I do too. Okay. okay. Mama's got to brain her. Yeah. Mama, how would you grade the movie? I would grade it as Out of a, a ten. B no, no. plus. She's doing a report card. A B plus. A B. I give it a B plus. A solid B plus at that. And I look forward to the next movie. Definitely, can't wait to see it. Um, I enjoyed it as a whole. I thought that um, he did a great job as Peter. Uh, the quirkiness and and I think he needs uh, more witty, witty timing but other than that I thought it was a great family movie I really really did and if you have a family and you haven't seen it I recommend you go see the movie um, but if you're probably listening we've spoiled so much for you but it's still worth a watch. Well, I would it even could be watch David it Pasquarella, again. who probably won't even see it. And well, this is his only way of finding out what happened. <laughs> true. Okay. True. <laughs> Sorry, but David. I would, I, just, <laughs> I would definitely uh, see it again and even again. So when it comes out on on whatever your cable television is, I, or I would digital or, whatever, or digital, yeah. whatever you watch, I would definitely watch it again and again. There is yeah. so much to be seen, and it's a fun family movie. And this one had so many Easter eggs. It it really did, and we'll leave that to the other team to talk about. Yeah. Um, but that's our five-minute freak. Well, what I'm, do you I'm, give the grade, babe? Okay, now, I'm also going to give it a B plus, just short of an A-. And my reason for, for not getting an A is simply the way that they used Happy Hogan uh, not John Favreau, the actor, as uh, comic relief. 
It, it just seemed that a lot of his scenes seemed a little forced. That is, that's, that's where, true. Where, where it was, it was just there for, for you know, comic relief and, and you know, it, they could have done it a little bit more serious. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the character Happy Hogan as he's appeared in the other stuff. I just wish that they wouldn't keep going down on the, um, it was almost like Ross, like, you know, Ross from Friends, like characteristics that, that make him annoying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. That, that's that's it. Beyond that, I love the movie. Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man to start off. They've created a nice universe around him to work with, and they've created possibilities in the future uh, with the introduction of, and I don't even remember, that Aaron was the character's name played by Donald Glover. And for those that don't know, and this is another big spoiler, uh, his character is the uncle of Miles Morales. Miles Morales is the ultimate Spider-Man that took over after they killed Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe. Now, I don't think that they're going to kill this Peter Parker. If anything, Peter Parker is going to take over for Tony Stark. Uh, you know, on that thing, maybe as the Iron Spider or whatever. But Peter Parker is going to move up to that as the premier character of the Marvel Universe. And Miles Morales will pick up a Spider-Man somewhere down the line. Just not real soon. Oh my gosh, and what about that suit at the end? That was the, that was the Iron Spider suit. That it was an amazing suit. Yeah. I had a geekasm. <laughs> okay. Christopher, Christopher. Uh, told us that he wants to wear that, that Iron Spider costume for Halloween this year. Of course, it's not even available. No, I would have to make it, as I do make all things cosplay. So, Christopher. What's your letter grade? What is your grade on this movie? A plus, 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 minus, plus. What's the minus minus? Yeah. For all the bad... For all the bad moments that happened in the movie. What bad moments? What bad moments? There were a couple moments when you just didn't get it. Especially when you're my age. Oh, okay. Okay. I can see that. I can can see see that. I guess that whole opening kind of left a lot to be desired. And then also when the vulture accidentally or on purpose, I don't know, killed that guy, the, the first shocker. And, uh, oh, I, I, yeah, a nice little, uh, 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 I don't know what you want to call a shout out or whatever, but Bokeem Woodbine playing the second shocker. Uh, I actually uh, really appreciated that he got the role. I hadn't seen him around him much lately, and I always liked him as an actor. Anybody got any last things to say here? Yeah, um, one last yes. thing I want to say. Go ahead, Chris. I'll let you go first. Yeah. Go no, no, Mom. I'm going to say this for last year. What? Okay. I really enjoyed uh, Spider-Man's suit. The one that he did wear in the movie had uh, the Spidey in the middle of his suit. There was an actual uh, flying drone. drone. Yeah. Loved that. Those kind of creative moments like that make me go, wow. I really thought that that was so cool it helped move uh the movie forward and it helped you go wow when you didn't expect something like that there were a lot of new things about the suit that were really fantastic and i can't wait to see what else it does cool i'm looking forward to the next movie all right bougie okay uh, oh, by the nick. By the way, of course, we call our son Bougie. That's his nickname. Great story to that, but we'll okay, save it uh, for another me, day. Go for no, it. No, no, okay, time. okay, okay. Um, uh, I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't actually about the movie itself yet. Yeah. I was actually talking about. Uh, go check out my YouTube channel. MMUC. On educating. 
Is that right? MMUCI on Ice Planet? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll double check that and let Scott know for sure. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please come and enjoy our other podcasts that were on Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, and Brian has his show, Third Degree Third Burn. Third Degree Burn. Yep. And I have my YouTube channel. <laughs> Go check me out there. Yeah, he's got a review of Godzilla 14 out there, and Godzilla 2014, and some action figure. No, and, it was uh, Pokemon. And Pokemon. No, you did some action figure reviews and Pokemon reviews. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're going to pass this back over to Scott, and, you know, webs away. Thanks for having us, guys. Yep. Adios. 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 That is awesome. That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Hi. I'm Captain America, here to talk to you about one of the most valuable traits a soldier or student can have. Patience. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. Sometimes it leads to very little, and it seems like it's not worth it. And you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. How many more of these? <laughs>